far side, McKinnon. Three quad, granted, and walking in, shooting, score! Nico Rantanen! It's a power play goal as Halak got some of it, but he didn't get all of it. And the Avs have cut the gap. It's now a 3-2 game. Well, let's start with the speed of Nathan McKinnon. He flat. A, a man for the Boston Bruins fell down trying to keep up with the pace that McKinnon threw. AD, the lonely end of the rink is back. What is up, buddy? <laughs> Amazing. It's back. Like Lazarus, it has risen. Well, uh, we, we had you on the Sportscasters podcast a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about it, and we said, you don't have to travel much until December, so let's try to do one or two in November, and that'll kind of get us going, and we'll try to do it once or twice a month as we go through the season. So here we are. And here we are. So we... This is the hardest one, really. Honestly, like the hardest yep. one is that first one. If we can get into a nice rhythm, um, we can do, yep. you know, we can get going and do a bunch of shows. And the timing felt right. I mean, the Sabres are playing well. The Avalanche are playing well. You know, it's uh, we're not too early in the season where we're kind of just, you know, we got almost 20 games to kind of get a, a hang of what's going on in the league. And uh, I think we will... Um, We'll bounce around and we'll talk about all those things. Before we get started with all that, let's plug our other shit. We'll get that out of the yep. way and then we'll just do hockey talk to the end. So yeah. everyone just give us two minutes each so you know where you can find all our stuff. And then we'll do the lonely end of the rink, hockey talk the rest of the way. No ads, no no breaks, no commercials. Just we'll do this, do this real quick and then we'll move on. So the Sportscasters podcast, you can find it. Wherever you find podcasts, obviously Apple, Stitcher. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at sports underscore casters. Email me the sportscasters at gmail.com. Uh, or you can um, also, uh, like I said, Twitter at sports underscore casters. This week, the podcast has Josh Levine from Slate and Jane Levy, the author of the New Babe Ruth book, The Big Fella. And next week, for the first time ever, John Feinstein, the author of the two highest-selling sports books of all time, uh, will be on the podcast to talk about his new book, Quarterback. And Brian Curtis from Ringer will also be on to just kind of shoot the shit about sports media or whatever we talked about earlier today. Uh, Also, I do a wrestling podcast with a friend of mine named Peter Winson, who has a really nice podcast called Greetings from Allentown. And we do it quarterly or so. And... uh, it's called the Adams Division Podcast, and it's because he's a Bruins fan and I'm a Sabres fan, so we call it the Adams Division Podcast, where we talk about wrestling. And uh, this week, or next week, by Thanksgiving, our new episode will be available, um, where we rank Survivor Series 87 to 98. And again, for more information on these podcasts, at sports underscore casters, or at GF Allentown Pod. And then the only other thing I wanted to say about this podcast just so everyone understands, it's going to run on the Sportscasters feed on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash sports-casters. But if you're subscribed to Sportscasters anywhere, you'll get it and you'll know that it's our show because it's still going to have our logo, our Lonely End of the Rink logo, and it will be called Lonely End of the Rink. This is episode 26. Um, and so it will be easy to distinguish what is the Sportscasters and what is the Lonely End of the Rink. But it just makes it cheaper since we don't do them every single week. SoundCloud isn't free, and, but I do have an unlimited plan for sportscasters, so it makes sense to just kind of combine everything there. So these episodes that Adrian and I do the rest of the year will run there, but they'll be easy to know them because they'll have our logo. It'll come up as our logo. So the best thing to do if you want to not have to think about it is just subscribe to sportscasters. Uh, on Apple or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if I'm not there, 
again, email me, thesportscasters at gmail.com, and I'll make sure that it's there so that it's easy for you. Um, and I think that's everything for me. You want to lay out all the BSN Denver stuff? Yeah, I won't bore people too long, but uh, yeah, Adrian Dater here. I can be seen on at a Dater on Twitter. Um, I write for a site called BSN Denver, local site, subscription site in Denver, Colorado, where we cover the four pro teams with credentials, do quite a bit of travel, uh, and uh, cover the four teams. Of course, I, of course, cover the Avalanche. And uh, you can see us at bsndenver.com. We have a couple few Twitter feeds, too. If, basically, if you at BSN Denver, you'll see uh, the tree of Twitter feeds from there. Uh, and I also write for a site called gambling.com, which uh, I've been very, very pleased to do, uh, having fun with it. Basically write uh, hockey articles with uh, kind of an eye toward uh, the, the sports betting market, which uh, is, going, is in the early stages of legalization throughout this country. But uh, trust me when I say it's going to get bigger and bigger. And, jeez, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, you know. Couple bucks a month gets you pretty good Denver sports coverage. Oh, I think the best in town, actually. I shouldn't say so immodestly. And uh, that's about all I'm doing, man. Trying to stay out of trouble. Just uh, raising a 14 year old boy now. Jeez, I think we. The last <laughs> time I talked, it was about nine or whatever. So kids eating me out of house and home. But uh, well, but uh, still covering hockey, still enjoying it, and. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about here. So cool hockey note. My daughter's two and a half. It's her birthday's in June, so she actually won't be two and a half until December. But last year in March, as a one and a half year old, we got her on the ice in a program called Baby Blades. And oh, yeah. um, she skated for four weeks. She got a taste of it. She, she was a natural at the rink. You know, she's not cold there. She loves to be on the ice. She's first one in, last one out. Got her in the, in the flow. The fifth week when it was over... I woke her up on Thursday morning because we had something else to do. And she said, hockey today. And I said, oh, no, honey, hockey's done for this year. So anyway, now as a two-year-old, she's back on the ice. She's eight weeks into her, her season. It's the same program. It's once a week. And she's got 100% balance. Uh, she can take about four or five strides on her own. Her feet start off in perfect line together, like an 11. And then as she moves forward... She gets further and further and further and further. If you get further and further apart, and she gets her butt. But um, by the time March comes, she's going to be doing laps around the rink as a two and a half year old. So uh, we got a we got a, a, a young little hockey star growing in our house here, and um, so I thought I'd give that update. But probably no one cares. Anyway, cool. All right, let's start us off with this. This is what I want to do. We'll do a lightning round or something. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna name a team, and you give me a yes or a no. If you think this is a playoff team, sure. All right, we'll start in the East. The Penguins. Yes. The Capitals. Yes. The Red Wings. No. The Canadians. No. The Flyers. Mm, no. The Rangers. No. The Sabres. Um, no. Let's go to the West. The Blackhawks. No. The Knights. No. The Oilers. No. The Stars. No. The Flames? Yes. And the Avalanche? Everybody's going to get mad at me here in Denver, but yes. All right. Do you remember <laughs> the World Junior Championships last year had an outdoor game on New Year's Eve in Buffalo? Do you recall that? Uh, Just yes. Be- okay, pretend you did. Uh, the U.S. beat Canada in a shootout. Four days earlier, in the same city, 
So that would be what the twenty uh, seventh. The Sabers won their tenth yep. game of the season. Last night, I was in the building uh, to see the Sabers win their tenth game of the season on November fourteenth. So well out of schedule. They're ten six and two, six two and two in the last ten. Um, really clicking, especially the top line. Um, which is really Eichel and Skinner and whoever they feel like putting there. Sometimes Pommelville, sometimes Reinhardt. Uh, but they're an interesting team. We might as well start with them because we're obviously we're going to talk about them. Um, Phil Housley's had a really good season. He's pushed a lot of the right buttons, starting with putting a C on Eichel, not being wishy-washy about it. He's turning the locker room over to him. Uh, we've talked about his maturity on my podcast. I talked about uh, with uh, Scott Burnside about it, about the growth in his game. He doesn't have a ton of goals yet this year, uh, but mostly because Skinner's scoring them all, um, and he's assisting on all of them. Uh, so he's in you know the top 10 to 15 or so in points, uh, a little bit over a point a game. And um, uh, Rasmus Dahlin hasn't quite got it yet, but what I like about what Housley's doing is he's just l- letting the kid learn. You know, go out and learn. And you see every shift. You know, it's a, he's the kind of guy who makes a mistake, but he doesn't make it twice. You know, he learns from that mistake, and he covers a lot of ground. So he can make a horrible turnover, and you think, "Oh, he's dead to rights, out of the play." And the next thing you know, is he's probably the best skater on the team already, unless it's Skinner. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, just gets back in plays, which is incredible to watch. And then the other, only other thing I'd mention is Casey Middlestat, who scored probably the sweetest shootout goal of the season so far the other night to get a win over Vancouver two years ago today AD was playing high school hockey literally on his high school team in Minnesota two years ago today you know what I know Minnesota high school hockey yeah it's good but still he played with like three kids who played D1 you know on his team so it's not it's better maybe than the high school in your city but it's still high school hockey Um, and he was there two years ago finished out the year they didn't win state he ended up losing in the semifinals um, and then went, finished the year out in the USHL last year, played at Minnesota and made the team out of camp almost out of necessity. Kind of had to have him. And he's been a really interesting player to watch because you literally see improvement and growth in his game in every shift. And he's confident. He's just not quite NHL strong yet. Uh, but again, yeah. I think Housley's pushing the right buttons. He's playing him with Ak- Akposo and Shiri mostly. So experienced players and, again, letting him make mistakes. He's not looking over his shoulder. You know, it's not like if he turns it over, he's done for the night or he's got to worry about the press box. And he's so talented um, that you just see him make plays. And the reason I bring up Dahlien and Middlestat is because 18 games in, 10-6-2, but I still feel like it's a team that has a lot of room to improve. And if they're going to turn your no into a yes playoff-wise – they're going to need to get more than just watching Skinner and Eichel do everything every night. Well, um, so what do you think about what I laid out first there? First of all, I mean, one of the first things they need is, yeah, Jack Eichel cannot be scoring only one goal in 15 games, and that's what he has in his last 15 games, one goal. I know he does have 14 assists, so that's that's great. A point a game. But he does need to score more goals, obviously, because, yeah, somebody's going to go cold. Uh, probably Skinner, and uh, I love Skinner though. Um, I think Skinner is going to make a fortune next summer. Um, yeah, he's going to be really interesting. But, it, I mean, yeah, really interesting. Let's see is, what happens with he's him. Going to be really in demand. Um, Jack Eichel just needs to score more goals. I mean, <clears throat> uh, you know, I don't know what's. If he's, I haven't seen every game, obviously, but I. I don't know if his chances are still up high. You probably know that better than I do, but he's got to put more pucks in the net. That's well, I mean, he's one. he's number one on the team constantly in Corsi. You know, like all yeah, his advanced well. stats are great. Here's the thing. Like, all right, so Eichel and Skinner make a play, and they're on a two-on-one. And Eichel has the puck, and he's coming down the, the right wing. So you want him to shoot because you think he needs more goals. And he says, you know what? I think the better play is to pass it over t- – to wait that extra second, like only Jack Eichel and, you know, the skilled 
players in the league can. I'm going to wait that extra second and get this guy over. I'm going to slide it over, and I'm going to let Skinner score. And I don't care. What's the difference? I mean, it, it's not the difference as long as you're scoring goals and winning. But, um, you know, when the dry spells happen, he's uh, he has to score more. I mean, Four goals know, isn't uh, enough, but no. 20 points is. No, I 20, know. That's... You know, so it's like, well, am I being a hypocrite? You know, because I'm always the guy who's criticizing all McDavid's assists. Yeah. Um, am I get you know am I being too soft on Jack, which has been a certainly a criticism of me? And you know, we love the battle with our friend Mike Harrington because he loves to be super hard on Jack. You know, uh, he's leading the charge. Believe me, he's out there leading the charge that Jack doesn't have enough goals. Uh, for <laughs> for sure, he's out there leading that charge. Um, I just if he's getting a point a game. Like he's on, he was on pace for ninety four points, and there was a column about how he doesn't have goals. It's like, well, if he gets ninety four points, what, yeah. what am I worried about? Well, how, many, how many of them are goals? Why, why do I worry about that? But the the but your point is right that Jeff Skinner can't score every goal. Yeah, and if if Jack doesn't score goals at some point, you know teams are going to start cheating on him more and uh, to cheat off the Skinner and and. Uh, you know that's what he's going to have to score goals because uh, you know the defense will adjust if they don't think Jack can score. But right is now. there any doubt that Jack can score? There's no doubt that Jack. No, can I don't score. think yeah. there's any doubt. So, like but, to me, uh, it's just it's just a function of how it's game flow to me. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, it's just game flow. That's fine. I agree. Everything's you know it just the least of my worries. The least of my worries with that team is how many goals Jack. I'm not worried has. about Jack. Yeah, I'm not worried about Jack. But you know those are the those are the facts of the matter that. Yeah, he will have to score more goals. The, qu- uh, the question is secondary scoring. Yeah, well, same here in Denver. So, right, because uh, Denver, I mean, literally has Colorado literally has one and two in points right now, in Ratton and McKinnon. And what yeah. what else is there? Like, who's you know? Well, Alexander Kerfoot has eight points in his last six games. He had nineteen goals last year. He's he's a he's turning into more of a legit second line left winger. Tyson Jost, the tenth uh, tenth overall pick, I think two thousand seventeen. Uh, no, sixteen maybe. I don't know. Uh, he's still finding his way, but he's playing better. Uh, you know, they're not horrible in their third and fourth line, but they don't. They're not reliable scorers. Carl Soderberg's probably the most semi-reliable offensive player, and. Uh, you know, on his best years, he's he's well. He's had fifty point seasons in the NHL, but uh, he's generally not going to get that high ever again, probably. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm excited about Buffalo. I mean, it's great to see them winning. Uh, you know, awesome. Uh, you said you were at the game the other night, and everybody was standing the last thirty seconds. I mean, yeah. Was a, other than leaving the building, right? You know, stand. When was, <laughs> was the last time that happened? Couldn't tell you. Honestly, couldn't tell you. I, I and like it's, you know. It's great to see because Buffalo fans are so passionate. Always number one in the ratings nationally. And the ratings have been huge uh, locally here. Their TV, their TV huge their ratings. coverage is phenomenal. Um, so it's all good. I'm really glad. I just, I just hope they can keep Skinner because <laughs> if he goes, <laughs> then you're back to Well, the interesting, back to looking. the interesting thing about Skinner is you can't pay him more than Eichel. So the negotiations kind of start there, right? You kind of start. Yeah, well, you kind of start. Imagine. You kind of start two million below Eichel, and hope that yeah. you can meet in the middle, and then you give yeah, him every yeah. you give him everything he wants. Otherwise, you give him term he wants. You give him. And I think what the emergence of Skinner is is the end of Reinhardt. I think that bridge deal Reinhardt got is his last deal in Buffalo, and I and Boy. I don't think it matters because he's probably not that good anyway. Uh, he was a second overall pick, sure, but it was a weak draft, and he just, you know, he's just going to go down as a Tim Murray mistake, you know. And well, I wouldn't give up on him just yet, but yeah. well, I don't know if I'm giving up on him. But if I'm paying yeah. anywhere near what it's going to cost Jeff Skinner, I don't see where the money is in the budget for. Well, for, for Jeff Ryan Skinner's Hart. eleven goals in his last twelve games. I mean, if he gets between forty and fifty. Uh, he's going to get, you know, $9 million a year next right. year. Right, which would be $1 million less than Jack. Jack got, like, 10. Yeah, and, but some team might give him 10. Uh, right. 
But the problem is he's going to go to the market and see if that happens. And then usually when you get get those offers, you say you're loyal to one team, but then when everybody starts opening, giving you the the moon, uh, it gets your head starts getting turned awfully quick. You know the temptation. uh, You know here's like uh, here's what I have heard. He's from the GTA. Okay, and you know where, you know, sixty minutes away from his house where he grew up, basically. Yeah. And he did waive his no trade to come here, and he said that it's exceeded his expectations. Luckily, he's here this year and not last year. You know, he's not. He's not. He's he's in a room that's not a you know dead, and the culture has changed. You know, he's like we got him the right year to sell him on the city and the culture and all that of the team. He's clicking with Jack, and he's yeah, close I mean, to home. Someone told play, me – so, Player so, than that, generally. Right, and someone told me that anytime they have a day off on Sunday, he goes home and eats dinner at his house. There's hmm. no other team in the league that can offer that. So yeah. if, if we're talking about $1 million a year or even two, but you're getting a 10-year deal with a no trade and everything else you want – Maybe you make the money work, take a little bit less because you want to be in the city and you're close to home, but you're not in the in the bubble of Toronto. You're outside of that, you know. You're not there's pressure in Buffalo, but it's not Toronto pressure. And, you know. So it, it, you could sell them, you know. I but the the problem for them is going to be, I think, is that if they stay relevant in the playoff race, you can't sell him off, so you're going to have to roll the dice that he stays yep. and risk losing yeah. him. Well, that's the same thing Colorado went through with Paul Stastny here. You know, they rolled, they wanted to trade him probably, but they were in the middle of this Cinderella season where they won the division in 2013-14 with Patrick Wise's first year here, and uh, they had to suck it up and keep him. And then Stastny, after saying. Uh, Money doesn't matter to me, you know. It's it's more about where I'm comfortable, or whatever. It goes and takes uh, four hundred thousand more to sign with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, <laughs> it's really comfortable and, in St. Louis. That's how you just, under, uh, you're he underestimating did, the comfort there. He did grow up there, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I knew, um, I knew that. Yeah. So that was that was. I mean, it was you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't that horrible a thing that he did, but. Uh, uh, you know, the thing is, Skinner's already made $34 million in his career. Um, so that may be one good thing in Savers' favor is that he's, you know, he's already made a lot of money in his life. He's only 26 still. Uh, maybe he takes a little bit of a discount to stay. But, you know, the, you're forgetting, you know, then the NHLPA gets him. You know, they put a lot of pressure on players. They always sign for the max. Oh, I'm uh, not saying he couldn't bolt. He could easily bolt. I'm just saying that they do have yeah. some things to sell him on. You know, it's it's not I agree. If, move. if he was here last year, you know, they'd probably have no chance because the place, yeah. the place you're playing in a morgue. I, I think I think he should stay. I mean, he's, he's having a career year with Jack. It's going to stay that way. I, I think he should stay. I mean, careful what you wish for. Grass is not greener in the NHL a lot of times. Free uh, agents, you know, you're beloved if you sign with your team. You stay. Fans love you. I mean, there's a lot, lot, lots worth, you know. A lot more than pe- players realize sometimes. And, uh, I've seen a lot of players who took the money regret it that they didn't stay where they were more wanted by the fans and everybody else. Um, I've seen it. I've seen that happen plenty of times. So, and he's getting a long the- way to go. But I, uh, you know, I think the Sabers. Uh, it's great to see. I mean, and we haven't even talked about Rasmus Dahlin yet. Well, I mentioned him. I said, you know. Oh. Yeah. No, I didn't mention him. I said he's. He's. Yeah. He's. Re- right. He's. He's. He he's flash he flashes all the time. It's just he hasn't put it all together yet. But Housley's yeah. been really smart about it, you know. And and what's most impressive about him is when he makes a mistake, you rarely see him make that mistake again. And he's so talented, especially with his skating, that when he does make a mistake, he's been really good at covering himself, and you know, getting yeah. back. Um, and I think they've done a good job at not kind of stifling his creativity and, and saying, like, go ahead, you know, go out there, do your thing, and we got your back. And, um, 
he's going to put it together. Like you know, he you you watch him and you say, okay, that light bulb at the thirty-five-ish game mark is going to go off. But let's see that. And how long does he have till he hits that wall? Or is he such a freak he just doesn't hit it? And you know, rookies are streaky. You know, rookies are streaky. Oh, yeah. And um, he's been fine. Yep. He's had a, you know he just had his first multi-point game last week. I think. Um, well. Yeah, and it, you know he's just he's helping everything. I mean, the more puck, the, more, the less time you're in your zone, always the better. Set it out. Uh, that's something in other ways that people don't always realize if they just look at offensive numbers. Um, that was a great win had uh, last night. I mean, winning that low scoring kind of game against a really good team—that's a real confidence builder for a team more than your typical, you know, five-three win over, you know. Uh, the Florida Panthers or something. This that was a real that was a good win last night, and uh, that's a little. Uh, I've got the Sabers uh, for sure. Like a you know, I mean, I wrote in gambling.com. I said <laughs> Sabers are currently sixty five hundred to one to win the Stanley Cup. Still near the bottom of the uh, lot of the Vegas rankings, you know, odds. But uh, I said, look, you want a good dark horse to lay. A, uh, a little hundred bucks on it, never know. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, you know, young talent, you never know. I mean, the goaltending, yeah, that's that's the question, obviously, and other things. But uh, Hutton played a hell of a game yeah. last night. They wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't have won so, without him last night. He's been, oh, I know, he's been feisty. He he does not take shit. He he's uh he's had a few battles yeah. with the media already, which I like yeah, to see. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, he's feisty. Um, he lets in some goals that. You just scratch your head, though. God, I'm trying to read the story here about the game on the Buffalo News website. I'm sorry, but God, it's a terrible site. Oh yeah, you, you probably, not... Hopefully, you didn't read more than six articles because if you did, you're behind a paywall now. Well, I've, no, I haven't. I can't <laughs> even get to the article here on the game story. All I have is a bunch of ads underneath a big picture. Well, um, here, here's the game story. They came out in the first period and made a statement, and the statement was, "If you're going to come in here with your backup goalie, this isn't going to be an easy night." They got a one nothing lead, and then Tampa came out in the second period and said, "Okay, we get it," and blew them off the rink. Uh, but the Sabers managed to get a goal and and kept uh, kept the kept the Lightning to one. So they came out into the third, and the third was just a push. They Tampa seemed to be coming, but the Sabers kept them outside. I think shots were like six to six in the third, or seven to six, not much. And they survived the, the flurry with that with the empty net and got the win. That was the game. Sabers dominated the first, and uh, Tampa dominated the second. Third was like yeah. a push. Yeah, yeah. Nikita Kucherov hit the post with about a minute to play. Yeah, uh, Hutton said that he thought he had it. That it was kind of the outside of the post that he was there. I, it was at the other end from where I was, so I didn't really see, but I heard it. It sounded like it hit it square. Um, but I'm uh, reading. Uh, I finally got through all the culture of the ads here to uh, to actually find a piece of text. Lance <laughs> Lasowski, the, uh, the writer for this game, still taking the negative tack here, though. Sabres know they need cleaner performance, despite big win. Yeah, I mean, that's the guy from DK not Sports. Not just yet, boys. You're not that good yet to have to nitpick. You know, I, I would be like, Sabres win, Sabres win. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought yeah. I, that was my reaction. I thought it was fantastic. Good on them for saying we got to be better, but yeah, let's 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 not get too too ahead of them. Slow roll a little bit here. Well, I mean, still... the second period was a disaster. I mean, I think I don't remember what the shots were in that period, and the attempts were even worse. But, but uh, I mean, the, the, the Lightning really flexed their muscles in the second period. Hutton really had a stand yeah. in his head. To well, the Lightning are going to be in some trouble for a while because they just lost their goalie for undetermined amount of time, broken foot, vast. Uh, you know, Vasilevsky, yeah. Uh, Vasilevsky, broken foot, so they've got troubles. A lot of injuries today we could talk about in the league are going to affect some short-term stuff. Uh, uh, but uh, we'll we'll get to that maybe next segment or whatever we want to do. Yeah, but, well, let's yeah. switch gears. What? Let me ask you about a couple of teams and see what you think. You, what if you've seen them or what? What's with the Red Wings? So they start one seven and whatever, and now they're eight eight and two. What team? Are, I know. What team are they? God, I can't. Be- I can't believe they they have one. I mean. If I ever thought it, thought it was them, but here they are, 500. I don't know. Uh, I know they've gotten, uh, you know, they've always had, you know, I mean, they, they still have a few talented players, obviously. Larkin. That, 
Yep, we're underperforming. We hadn't heard from Dylan Larkin in what two years? Yeah, he's got eighteen points. Yeah, he was terrible last year. Uh, He uh, obviously he's getting better. He's so fast. I mean, anytime you have those wheels. But uh, you know, I haven't I haven't seen enough of their games. But I know that uh, you know they're getting pretty good goaltending suddenly and. uh, I don't know. They're still the Red Wings. I mean, they did, Another, they, they're definitely on a decline, but, uh, you know, I have a feeling this is very temporary. They'll be back to losing ways, but, uh, you know, good on them, I guess, for that. Uh, uh, you know, maybe they'll average more than 4,000 a game in that building now. Uh, you know, the old town. days of hockey town. Hockey town. We're, we're always there, win or lose. Fans are always there in hockey town. You know, I used to say, well, no, I can point you to attendance numbers from the 80s if you want, Red Wings fans, when they were all in the avalanches a year, uh, all those years. They didn't, you know, but now, you know, now that they're on their course, you know, so I still have a little uh, avalanche, Red Wing, blood feud, uh, blood in me, you know. Jason Lockin for it. Yeah. I'm wrong. I was wrong. I crushed the Canadians for the Max Domi trade. I was dead wrong about there. I mean, they have yeah. won that. Max Domi is I He's a player. I mean, he's a talented yeah, he player, is. and he's having oh, a fantastic year. No, no, we could all see that in Phoenix. He was a good, talented player. Just, uh, you know, it's good to see he's a really nice kid too. So, um, yeah, twenty-two yeah. points. Don't have goals. a lot of else. No. He's killed the Sabers yeah. every time they played him. He scored. Yeah. And they made a huge, I mean, was, huge addition last week, bringing Kenny Agostino up from Laval. So, yeah, yeah, Kenny. How about our boy in the NHL, playing with the yep. Canadians, uh, making jo- that NHL money? Yep, Joel Armia is out six to eight weeks, so hopefully he'll get that six to eight weeks to. Uh, I mean, to play and uh, see how he does. Hopefully, he can get you know get I, twenty I games. I gotta say, I've been shocked that Montreal has been you know the record they have too. I mean. Uh, they're up. Uh, they're up one nothing tonight too. They're nine six and three. Um, you know that Atlantic division is a beast. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely. I mean, it's not the pushover conference they used to be. Well, Tampa and Toronto might be the best two teams in the in the East, maybe. I mean, or Boston, arguably the whole league. Right? So, I mean, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston might be the three best teams in the league. Three of the best five, let's say. You know, and then... Yeah, I don't think Boston is anymore. Uh, they just lost Chara today. Yeah, well, so he left the game with a lower body injury last night while yeah, you were there, right? Knee, so His leg buckled. It was not good. Uh, here it's not good. And McAvoy's uh, already out. Yep, couple, couple... People I know from the around Boston area say it's, it's not going to be good news on Chara. And Brent, Hope it is, you know, Brent, but uh, don't, don't be surprised if this is like, a, you know, really, really bad long-term injury. Yeah, so Brandon Carlo's on IR. They moved him to IR today. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. They're, I mean. Their defense is hurting. Um, yeah, they, they've got obviously an awesome first line, but they're, they're – they're kind of thin the rest of the way down the lineup too, though. They they don't have as much offensive depth as. Uh, I mean, they've only scored forty fifty six goals so far. Um, and Pasternak has you know, sixteen of them. Yeah, Pasternak's awesome. I mean, legit. Bergeron is obviously a. I mean, probably a Hall of Famer at this point. Seventeen goals Pasternak has. I said sixteen. You get more uh, Pat, than that. Patrice Bergeron is a legit Hall of Famer right now. Oh, he'd get my vote. Been. Yeah, oh, I think he's in. Yeah, yeah, I think um, if he retires tomorrow, at, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, jumping around a little bit, look at the damn New York Rangers all of a sudden. How sick was that? that? How sick was that goal by Neil Pionk? Did you see that? Yeah. That was like yep. a, a Bobby Orr rush. I was talking to Kenny Albert about him. He was an undrafted. Yeah. He was an undrafted free agent out of Minnesota Duluth. He had eleven offers coming out of college. Not sure why he chose the Rangers, but he did. And um, you know, wow, can he skate? And uh, that was a beautiful goal. Really nice goal. I mean, everybody in the East has a winning record, technically, and if you want to play that game about overtime losses, fine. But the only two teams with quote-unquote losing records are Ottawa at 7-8-3 and New Jersey at 7-8-1. Still, still pretty good. I mean, Ottawa's been better than everybody thought, much to the chagrin of everybody here in Denver. Right, Ottawa's been uh, better. Florida's been better. Buffalo's been better. The Rangers have been better. 
the Avalanche own Ottawa's number one pick, so we all thought, lottery, here we come, Jack Hughes. But it's not paying out that way so far. They are still, like, second to last in the East, so, you know, we're still still slicking our chops here, number. And here they are. They're up tonight, too, against Detroit so far, 2-1. Uh, I don't know. East, maybe the East is uh, the beast now. I mean, they used to say, uh, you know, West is best all the time out here, and uh, I don't think you can say that now. It's the wrong night to bring it up because he got pulled, but Lundqvist has been the difference for the Rangers anytime I've watched him. Obviously, he didn't have a good night tonight. He left five in in New York. I, I, but. I thought they looked so bad at times. The Rangers, like, they're going to be a lottery team, and here they are back over 500. I don't know, David Quinn uh, is uh, looked way in over his head. Oh, not not anymore. They're a winning team. Uh, it's, it's shocking. <laughs> this league is so tough. Look at this league. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, uh, the only team with a really horrendous record, really, in the whole league is the Los Angeles Kings. And they're bad. They look really bad. Yeah, well, they don't have any goaltending. I mean, they don't have any anything. What do they have? They have Drew Doughty. They've got 34 goals in 17 games. Yeah. Who would you they want from the that team? In LA, though, so you can just mark it down that the Avalanche will lose next Wednesday night in L.A. because the Avalanche never win in Los Angeles. When they start dumping parts, like what part would you even want? Would you want Dustin Brown? No. Would you want Kovalchuk? No. Would you uh, want? No. No, no. Remember, we're talking trade deadline here. They're dumping parts, I know. rentals. Yeah, I know. You I mean, maybe I could talk it into on Kovalchuk. Um, obviously, obviously, if they want to trade Doughty, you want to listen, but that's not going to be cheap. Wow. No, yeah, they're not going to give him away. They're not going to trade Doughty. Well, they might. Yeah, they have no. nothing. Well, you would li- I mean, if you're them. You're listening to any trade. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, you're not I, dumping Dowdy as a. He's not a, a trade no, deadline dump. You know what I mean? But he could definitely be traded. If Rob, if Rob Blake quote unquote dumps Dowdy, then he ought to he ought to be summarily fired. Do you want Kopitar uh, at this point? I mean, I would love Kopitar. I think okay. he's still a beast. But you know, the numbers aren't that great. But he's still a hell of a player. Dustin I'd Brown. Just, no, Kopitar. I'm saying, would you want Dustin Brown? I get you on. Oh them. no, I would not want Dustin Brown. I think the time is over. He had that bounce back year last year. I think that's over now. Alec Martinez. Uh yeah, I'd like him. He's pretty good. Okay. Well, that's, Stanley Cup goal winner won a cup. That's about goal. that's about what they got because they already traded Tanner Pearson. Yep. yep. So it's already for started. Carl Hagelin, fourth team for Carl Haglund. Yeah. Well, Carl Haglund uh, can only do one thing: good skate straight. Right. I yep, mean. Yep. Yep. He jumps out when you're at a game because he skates really, really fast, yeah. especially in straight but, but lines. A lot of guys skate. A lot of guys skate real. Well yeah, though, but so he's he's not, in the he's in the top one percent in skating. Yeah, but he's, he's but he just doesn't yeah. do anything but, else. I mean, he did what one year. I mean, he was pretty good offensively for the Rangers, um, but that was a sort of Cinderella team year for everybody. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, the West is still, you know, got some great teams. I mean, uh, Nashville, Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg is going to come out of the West uh, eventually. I think they're, I think they have the best one through, you know, nineteen talent in the league uh, in the West anyway. So, uh, but uh, you know, Nashville lost some guys today too, though. Uh, Subban's on the IR. Victor Arvidsson's out for six to eight weeks. Very important player for them. So. A lot of teams are going to have to uh, start, uh, you know, uh, playing shorthanded. But, I mean, haven't you seen with Toronto that it doesn't really – if you're a top team, does it really matter if you lose a star for four or five weeks? Can't you – if you're really that good, you can absorb it, right? Toronto's absorbed the Matthews injury. Yeah. The, if the Predators the historic, are that good, they can absorb four weeks without him, without his, – Historically, you can go oh, – that's, historically, that's about as long as you can go. Four to six weeks – it's all you can really ever hope to you know get away with, and then after that, it always catches up to you. I remember in Colorado, uh, geez, back in like '97, I think the Avalanche lost Forsberg and Stackick for four to six weeks, I think, and uh, I think the Avalanche went like ten and one without him, something like that. You know, Wad just stood on his head. Um, so yeah, but that's generally as long as you can go. Uh, they're going to need Matthews. You know, at some point here soon. Uh, but uh, uh, great. You know, Toronto's good. It's uh, 
it's going to be a hell of a finish. I mean, there's a lot of really good teams. You know, only one could win. I mean, we haven't even talked about teams like Washington yet. Who, yeah. Oh, by the way, won a cup. Uh, they, they're 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 having this the, game tonight. Uh, the Rangers are down six to five with a minute to go to the Islanders. Yeah, the the you bring out Washington. They're having the like stereotypical defense year, right? You know, starting yeah. slow, getting picked yep. off. Look like they partied all summer. Then you know, yeah, you know right, right after the new year, they'll they'll get hot. They'll be the four or five yep. seed, and they'll make a run again. You know, that's just yeah, they'll be fine. You know who my, uh, might be my biggest surprise team of all that we haven't even mentioned? The Wild. Yes, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. The Wild. Bruce Boudreaux is the world's greatest regular season coach, and that's not even hyperbole. He, he's, uh, he's got a 655 winning percentage in his regular season career over 11 years. Only the great Scotty Bowman, friend of our podcast, has a higher regular season Win percentage at six fifty seven. The problem with Bruce Boudreaux, of course, that playoff record forty three and forty seven. Uh, otherwise, we're talking about like the greatest coach of all time here. I don't know how he's doing it this year with the Wild, but here they are, like twelve five and one. They're crushing Vancouver tonight. Well, Dubnik's been really good, and the guys we thought were washed up on their team are having a renaissance, right? Like Zach Parise yeah. and Ryan, Ryan Suter are having a renaissance. Yep. Which is huge for them because yeah. how much money they have invested in both those guys. You know, Mikhail Granlund has been great. You know, Eric Stahl's been still pretty good. And uh, we no. haven't even seen the best from like Jordan Greenway, you know, or some of the younger players who are like, you know, the Sa- know. like Jordan Greenway is maybe the Sabres version of Casey Middlestat. He hasn't been great yet, but yep. they haven't needed him to. And let's see where he is in six weeks, where his game is, you know. Um, hey, how about a little. Sorry, but no, how about a little. How about a little love for the New York Islanders, too? I mean, how many people wrote them off that John Tavares has gone? They're going to go 10-6-2 after their win tonight over the Rangers at 7-5 now with 20 minutes to go. Unbelievable. Yeah, I I had them. Gary Trotz. Yeah. Man, I had them right now. great coach, too. Matthew, uh, 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 Barzal. Yeah, only two goals. We were getting on Jack. He's a legit I mean, he's a superstar in the making. Yeah, 14 assists, two goals. I'm surprised it's that low. Yeah. Anders Lee, one of my all-time favorite players. You know the story behind Anders Lee? Nope. Mr. Football in Minnesota, his senior high school, had a full-ride offer to play quarterback at Notre Dame and passed it up to go to Green Bay to play in the USHL and then signed for a full-ride the next year to play hockey at Notre Dame. Huh. Uh, so one of the one of the great U.S. hockey boys who chose hockey huh. chose hockey over football could have went to Notre Dame, been a quarterback there. Could have went to Minnesota, been a quarterback there. Had a bunch of offers to play football out of high school, but instead went to the USHL. Didn't go to you know uh, right yeah. to right to um, where did he go? Nebraska Omaha, I think was his college. Maybe oh no, Notre Dame. I'm sorry, I said that Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, didn't go right to Notre Dame. Went to the USHL for a year. In Green Bay, and then went to Notre Dame. Um, round uh, just, six pick, yeah. <laughs> uh, one fifty two overall. Great. I mean, yeah, I think it's great the Islanders are playing like this. I mean, you know, talk about a franchise that got sucker, you know, just a gut punch in the summer, losing Tavares, and here they are, ten six and two, with 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 Barry Trotz as their coach. They've only given up. Uh, well, going into tonight, they'd only given up forty four goals. Now it's forty nine, but uh. I mean, holy cow! I mean, their goaltending looked like it was the worst in the league, and all of a sudden they've they've they've, <laughs> they've given up. I think. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the list of goals against going into tonight in the Eastern Conference. The New York Islanders. It's true they had given up the fewest goals in the East. <laughs> all right, let's do something fun real quick. All right. Based on this season only. So the only thing you can can consider is the rest of this season. That's it. That's all that matters. Let's do a redraft. We'll do the top 10. You pick any player in the league. We'll go back and forth. And you're basing your decision on the rest of this season. So what we're, here, I'll, we'll, we'll put a little more context to it. I'll add the players to the Sabres, and you'll add the players to 
Colorado. We'll do three each. We'll do six picks. So I mean, ba- based only on only on the rest of this season, you can pick three players from the league. We'll go back and forth. You can have the first pick. I don't understand your question, though. I can pick any player in the league. Yeah, we're just the draft. any player in the NHL. You can cherry pick them off a team. You put them on the Avalanche. I'll put them on the Sabers. We each get oh, okay. we All each right. get three guys. Okay. Hmm. So you uh, got the first pick. It's an easy one, I'm sure. Okay. I'm on the clock here. Uh, let me. I need. A, I need a few seconds here. Okay. Uh, gosh. I mean, I think it's pretty come- easy. Uh, I don't know how easy that is. It's not coming easy to me at the moment. But really? uh, okay, uh, I'll give myself fifteen more seconds. Um, I mean, I might take Pasternak. All right. Well, then I'm going to take Connor McDavid, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to dance my way to having Jack and McDavid as my first and second center. So you're up again. I mean, yeah, that works. But boy, I like Pasternak. So you got McDavid, all right. So I'm on the clock again. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go off the board a little bit here and surprise you, but I'm gonna take Mark Scheifele at Winnipeg. Okay. The Sabers really, really need to 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 shore up the back end. So I'm gonna take Drew Doughty, um, because I think he does okay. everything, and I think that he's a guy who can really help Dallin too. So maybe a little bit of a reach, but I got a plan with my three picks, and I'm gonna take Doughty. Because I think the other guy for sure will be there next time. Um, all right, so if this is for this year only to win a cup. Uh, for my my third and final pick, uh, I'm going to take Brent Burns. Okay, for my third and final pick, I'll I'll take I'll take Longquist. Um, because Henrik, I'm going to take Longquist because I need a goalie, and it's just for wow. this it's just for this year. And him and Hutton okay. can him and Hutton can split the games in the regular season. And with McDavid and Doughty on the team now, I think we're a sure playoff team. So you can just split the team, and then I'll ride. I'll ride the king in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. I think you messed up there on the third pick. But I gotta um, have a goalie. So who would you who who would you pick instead? Uh, uh, Pekka Rene? No. Okay. Who? Hell no. Uh, I gotta pick a goalie because I'm not I'm not going to yeah. risk McDavid and Eichel together for one season with Carl Hutton. Um. Uh, I'll take Connor Hellebuck. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fine. But I'm, I'm only, that's a long term, I feel like. I feel like you're taking age into consideration. No, I, I think I'm there with him. He made it to the Western Finals last year and was really good. I think he's got total top leadership qualities. No, I'm good for this year with, with uh, Connor. Yeah, Andrew Miller, though. Andrew Miller owned him. You took him. the wrong Connor. You and, took the wrong Connor. <laughs> the wrong Connor. No, that was, that was fun just to do something silly. Um, <laughs> We got about five minutes left. What else do you want to cover? Um, How about the kid in Vancouver? I mean, Have you seen him play? Yeah, I've seen him play. Elias Peterson's the real deal, man. Stud, huh? Did you he know? Looks like, he looks like he's seriously like 10 years old. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's got the skills, man. He's going to be, you know, he's going to make them uh, not forget the cities, but uh, he's going to make them forget the, the memories of the Sedins are going to go a little more faint uh, as time goes by in See, Vancouver because he's really, really good. Uh, put a little more size on him. He's, uh, he's going to be a 40-goal scorer for sure. Him and Brock Besser are going to be a nice pair for a long time. Yep. Seems like yep. they always have at least that one stud on that team, right? I know. Like they, yep. had, they, they had the Sedins, they had Naslin, they had Burray. They, had, yep. they always have like that one stud. Yeah, Stan Smile back there. in the day. Kind of stops there back. Yeah, well, I don't know about Stan Smeal, but yeah. <laughs> I always uh, called anyway. him Stan Smile when I was a kid. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I thought it said on his hockey card. <laughs> I don't think they had. Uh, yeah, I don't think they had a ton of other scores. They had Cam Neely for a while, and he stupidly traded him to Boston for Barry Peterson. Yeah, that didn't <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> no, no, that traded. I not saw work Cam out. Neely yesterday. In the, I saw Cam Neely yesterday in the Pepsi Center. He's man, he's a big dude. I mean, I know he's gained weight since he left, but he's just a Hulk. You know? Yeah. Oh, Big. yeah. He's a beast. He was the prototypical power forward, man. Here's what I need to know before we – well, two things. Let's let's do two more things in the West. Who are uh, the three for sure playoff teams from the Pacific? 
Because uh, you look I at mean, that division, gotta... and Vancouver's not as good as they've played. Like the Sharks, I think, uh, are in. I'm 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 writing the yeah, Sharks. I'm writing the Sharks, sharks in be... Sharpie. Sharks are in. I think Calgary is going to make it. I think they're pretty good. Uh, they've got some good talent. Um, they did, I don't know about their goaltending at all with Mike Smith, but uh, they've got a lot of good young players offensively and defensively. Uh, I think uh, San Jose, Calgary, and uh, I'm going to uh, – you know, I'm not going to – I don't know. That's tough. I, I think I think, I think yeah, I mean, well – you know, uh, here's what I, I'm going to actually predict. I'm going to predict that Vegas somehow squeaks in. I'm going to go take back my earlier pick. Okay. I don't know if I can do that, but. And tell you what, I, I wish the Sabres were in this division. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Vegas is still Vegas in the sense that they're going to somehow find them. But they have not been good at all. Uh, but they're still hanging around, you know, uh, three points out of a playoff spot right now. Dallas Stars are currently in that second wild card spot from the Pacific. I don't, I don't, I don't hate that team, but I also don't think they're good enough. So I'm going to take, uh, yeah, Vegas as the third team. Edmonton. I saw them play the other night against Colorado, and they looked way out of sync. And then they turn around though and win their next game pretty handily. Uh, Connor f- was flying around, but he somehow did not score a goal. Three assists, though, he's, right? Uh, he's just not. It's a good point that people are making. He's just so far ahead of his players, everybody else, that he nobody can nobody can play with him. It's yeah. just he's an individual combat who screeches around, but nobody can keep up with him. You know, on his team, it's just a you know, it's like uh, it's like uh, you know me. It's like it's like your typical. It's like your math good math student all of a sudden has to you know match with with Einstein or something you know no what it's like is it. it's playing meds league with my brother yeah. you know when you put yeah. you put a d1 player out there with a bunch of guys who never played past high school and you got this one guy who can do anything he wants yeah but that doesn't always work as well as you think because he's going one pace and the whole game is just going another so it's, it's almost so much better than everyone else on the on his team that it's you notice it you just he flies down the boards but then there's there's nobody with him because they're all trying to keep up yeah he's he's something a lot his skating i mean i don't know how he got well, so fast he he's got two assists tonight and they're not playing so right. good for connor and he's already got three in the next olympics he leads the he, yep. he leads the olympics in scoring well he's already been assists. given the gold uh, he's already been given the mvp so <laughs> yep another heart trophy congratulations connor <laughs> Last last thing, let's end on this. Uh, the Blackhawks have already fired their coach. Yep. They still got a ton of money tied up in two guys who at least are playing well, yep. especially Patrick Kane. I mean, yep. Patrick Kane, I mean, you can't say that's bad money spent, but what do you do? What is this? Where does this team go? Because like, Bowman uh, won the power struggle, right? So now he's got to figure this out. He's got a lot of money. Yep. T- I mean, you want to talk about money tied up. Duncan Keith still doesn't have a goal. <laughs> and I don't think he had a goal last year for like the first 40 games. Yeah. Uh, they pulled out a win over St. Louis last night to, to their first win. but uh, Yeah, one, cope, but one nothing. one nothing against a pretty mediocre St. Louis team. Um, I don't think there's much else they can do other than take their lumps for two or three years, you know. Uh, I just don't see it. Uh, I don't see how they're gonna. So you just lose. You just lose out on the rest of those two contracts, and then hope you're better after them. I mean, what else can you do? You, 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 who, do you try you to move trade? one of them? I mean, you can, but are you really gonna? I mean, do you want to trade Kane? I guess is the question. I mean, because you can't uh, get value know, for Taves is the. Problem, you said. I don't think you can at that money. Right. So the only option is you'd have to trade. Not at that term. If he only had a year or two left, yeah, you could. Not at that term. You still got. Uh, Yeah. uh, And and they really messed up trading Panarin. Oh, I know. For for Brandon, it was a bad blunder. Panarin is really good. I think really underrated player. People like to dump on him because he's not the selkie. You know, winner, but just watch him play. And, I mean, his goals, his offensive ability is amazing. He's 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 the best player of the Columbus offensively. And they're 11-6-2. Columbus Blue Jackets had crushed uh, Florida tonight. 
seven goals. They actually lead the East in scoring right now. Second, they're second in the East in scoring, believe it or not, Columbus. Uh, so that was a bad blunder. I don't think there's much they can do, man. Uh, maybe get lucky in the lottery and get Jack Hughes. They still have five but, uh, years left on those two contracts. Yep. It's too long, and they've got just ways. They don't have enough cap room. They can't go out and buy their way out of this thing. Three years left oh. at six million on Brandon Saad. Oh God, yeah, that's that's horrible. And uh, and wait, that's not even the worst oh. of it. Wait, you ready for this? Yeah, they yeah, have one, two, three, four, five, six years left at six point eight seven five average on thirty-three-year-old Brett Seabrook. Yeah, that's one of the worst contracts in the history of the game with really, a no right mo- with a no move clause. Yeah. And yep. and five five years at five point five million on thirty five year old Duncan Keith with a no yeah. move clause, so they have a- they have almost thirteen million dollars tied up in two defensemen yeah. who are no younger than thirty three. Who really aren't very good anymore. Although I'm still a Keith fan, I, I'd still take him on a team that I'm trying to win now you know, as a you know a rental or whatever or not a rental but just a. A guy can maybe help me win this year on a really good team as a you know fourth, fifth defenseman or something. Uh, I'd, I'd take that in a heartbeat. But no, they're they're screwed, man. They uh, they, they they had their run. They got three cups. And now uh, it's over. And now, and now it's over. And yeah. now it's time to uh, you know you've got to take your lumps. There's really no easy way. There's no way out of it unless you just get some unicorn goalie or something or whatever. Get uh, some pencil lining. Uh, uh, Corey Crawford doesn't look like he's. Oh, I say that, and then he, he did he get the shutout last night? I'm not sure he started or not, but if he did, I mean, he's, I'm not counting that guy out either, though. Yeah, he uh, played last night, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, coming off a shutout. So, let's not, I'm not ready to bury him. Just, I, I always am wary playing that team. Let's face it, Taze and Kaner, I mean, Taze is not a horrible player. He actually got off to a very good start. Uh, his question is, you just can't win. There's not enough. You can't build around. You know, there's just not enough uh, talent yeah, around I, them. Yeah. After looking at that, I don't think Kane and Taves are the problem. I think it's Seabrook and well, Keith. I've heard a little bit about Chicago that, you know, Taves has had too much, uh, you know, sway over personnel and a little too close to ownership. And, you know, the, the fact is he couldn't score – when the when they traded Saad, all of a sudden he couldn't play with anybody. So he, he had a big pouty, not pouty maybe, but he you know he went to management and said, "I want my Brandon Saad back." And they said, that's how they had to build Panarin. And uh, now he's proven that he's really you know, it's not a really that wasn't a winning formula. Um, just because Jonathan Taze can't score with anyone anymore, you can't you can't hold the team up trying to go back and get the band back together again. So, uh, yeah, not a team I still want to play every night, but they're they're on their they're definitely on the way down. It looks like, for sure. I mean, no question. John Hayden's still there though, Yale grad. Yeah, John Hayden's got one year left, and then he'll look for a bridge deal. I, he played pretty well last night, actually. I watched him play. Yeah. Looks, you know, he's a he's a good role player in the league. I think he'll yeah, I think he'll be in the league a while. Like I think he. Where do you think Q's going to end up? Well, he's going to end up the first pick. You know, it's funny because he should be at Michigan, but I heard he just wasn't smart enough to get all the school he needed to cram in to graduate early done. So oh. he's just going to spend the year dominating the development program, set all the records there, and he'll be the first pick. And, I mean, where will he end up? Whoever no, wins the lottery, he, right? I mean, I think you missed, I think you misheard me. I, that's great that you got Jack Hughes too, but uh, where do you think Joel Quinville's going to end up? Oh, Q. I thought you said Hughes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, wherever no. he wants to go, hmm. right? Whatever job opens up, he wants he can have. He'll be the he'll be everyone's first call. Yeah, I'm trying to think where where that could be. Uh, I mean, wouldn't he be a great fit in L.A.? Uh, but is the team good maybe. enough? Does he want to go there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, they would want him. I think he, you know where I think it might be a good fit for him somehow is uh, in Philly. But they have to get a goalie if they're going to. Q has a notorious short fuse with goalies, so I, I still think he could do well in that market and in, in that you know city. And I think they need. I think it's Dave Haxtell's leash is getting shorter and shorter. Back to North Dakota uh, for him. Back to college. Yeah, I mean it's you know he's been okay. Uh, 
you know, it's not his fault they never get a goalie. Right, and uh, it's a never. It seems uh, like whatever goalie they have, like because I keep an eye on it because of Alex Lyon. It's like those goalies about, are in and out and hurt, and I mean it's just never the same too at on the team. How about how about this for uh, off the grid pick for Q? Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, I like it. He's yeah, been good uh, with stars. He knows how to manage stars, right? right now. Lost again tonight. Uh, three in a row. They're three seven and one in the last eleven. They're you know, Jim Rutherford's starting to, you know, making deals. He's making noise about making moves. And all of a sudden, there's Mike Sullivan under 500. Maybe, you know, you say, thanks, coach, for your two straight cups and getting us to second round. But it's time for you to hit the road. That'd be interesting. It'd be a, yeah. It'd be a good, it'd be a made team. It'd be a good, attractive team for Quimbell. I mean, yeah, he, you know, Q is great with, he is great with the superstars. Yeah, it's good with the stars. You leave Kane yeah. and Taves, and you, if you could pick up with Crosby and Malkin, I think you'd take that. No, yeah. I, I, but I just think uh, it's up to him. I think wherever he wants to go, I think when a team make, when a team makes a the move, thing is, they're going to call him. The only thing is, he's he's getting up there in age. Um, you know how right. So he might not take a job like LA. He, he might not be into a rebuild. Right. He might want you know a team that's halfway there you know, or there does have a reputation for not working as well with young players. And that was true here at the, when he left Colorado, as they said, yeah, I can't, can't work with young guys. Um, but that, that, that's not the case in Pittsburgh. They're, they're old guys who want to still win one more. So, right. Yeah. Pittsburgh could be, be if, if they have an, if, if they're open, I mean, I don't want to fire, Pittsburgh, fire Mike Sullivan, uh, but Pittsburgh's been known to do this too. I mean, they, they fired, uh, 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 what the hell is his name? The former Canadian coach, why am I blanking on him? Um, Michelle Therrien. Right. They fire him, bring in Dan, Dan Bosma. They win the cup. Then, the, then they fire Dan Bosma, bring yep. in Mike Sullivan, One, and he wins cups. the cup. Yep. So that's the formula. That's, we, we, are, we, we called it. Cue to the Penguins, and they win another cup. Done. I like it. Well, we know Lou Lamorello. He would, he would pull the trigger, but I think he's happy with he, who he has. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you can't fire Trotz. No, no, I'm of course Trotz. not. I'm just saying he's the guy who would just. I mean, didn't he fire? They were first place, New Jersey, and he fired the coach like a month before the playoffs. Remember that? Oh no, yeah, Lou's. Yeah, you know, he's still fire anyone. Lou, Teflon, Lou. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's. I'm gonna say Joel Cunville ends up in Pennsylvania, either with the Flyers or the Pens. What about the season ends? Columbus lost in the first round, and they're tired of. Yeah, they're tired of the act there. What about Columbus? I mean, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Torts has got them playing good again. They're first place in their division. Uh, well, I like Torts, but he's a guy you I can't like have for Torts. a long time, right? Like he gets like if you yeah. went out in the first round again or the second round, you know, maybe they're yeah. they're ready well, to move on from him. There's also there's a couple other places Q could end up. One is back in St. Louis where he was there for so many years and Mike Yao is probably, you know, at the end of his leash. Uh, or how about this? Edmonton? Goes up Edmonton and coaches Connor yeah. McDavid. That's a star. Yeah. He wants to coach a star. There's one. Yeah. Yeah. He's up there. He's, you know, he's, he's Canadian. He goes up and gets his first taste of coaching Canadian hockey. Uh, could be a very appealing to Q. Uh, you know, Peter Shirelli says, makes a bold move. Blames it all on Todd McClellan and doesn't, you know, forget about the fact that Peter Shirelli signed Milan Lucic to a seven-year, $42 million contract. He's got one goal. <laughs> one of those contracts you knew sucked the second they signed it. He's horrible. We all said that, but, he, he you know, they, they conned themselves into thinking he could play with McDavid. Um You know, he's going to be the protector for McDavid. You know, you don't, first of all, you don't need a protector anymore in this league. And second, he can't skate and can't play anymore. So, uh, yeah. So, minus six, thirty penalty minutes, uh, five I points. Saw the other night, it's just brutal. Yikes! Never, so, never anyone I was a fan of, to be honest. He, he's a, he's another buyout. He'll he'll be bought out this summer. Well, we need a gimmick to close these out, but I haven't thought of one yet. So we'll by next time we'll have some kind of gimmick we can end with. Maybe we'll, right, well, do, maybe we'll do monologues, you know, one, like I do on my podcast, like a one last thing. Maybe we'll do something like that, or maybe I'll put some, put some trivia questions together for you, or, 
you know, we'll think of something for next time. But as it is, I think yeah. we did. It was a strong return, you know. Yeah. It was some clicking sound you've had on the pod. I hope it hasn't come through a lot on the broadcast, but uh, some kind of clicking sound you've had. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't heard any clicking in my headphones, so hopefully it's just okay, noise. So. Are you on a microphone? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it might be that. I had a problem with the mic where it was clicking a lot, but uh, we'll see. You can, you can cut that part if it's still good, you know, if it's good. Well, I'm not going to go back and listen to it. I don't got an hour. Oh, I'm not, I don't got an hour to listen to clicking. Well, we'll put it up, and been, and people will tell us. Consistent, been pretty consistent throughout. So if if you hear it, I haven't heard it at all. So okay, let's hope for the best. Right, and yeah. I don't see like I'm looking at the uh, the audio waves, and I don't yeah. see any clicks. You know, clicks look like something. Hope it's not on my end. I, I'm not on a mic, but I you know I, I don't I don't I can't imagine why my thing would click. Uh, well, this is really yeah. boring content. Um, yeah. So let's say it's goodbye. Right. Uh, we'll do this again in a couple weeks. Um, yeah. Thanks we'll for uh, all listeners. Only Rink is back, and uh, send us your questions and uh, compliments and criticisms to uh, to to, uh, to Steve. Yeah, the link will be out there, but remember to um, subscribe to the Sportscasters feed on yep. Apple to get it automatically, and you'll know when. It is a Lonely End of the Ring podcast because it'll have the Lonely End of the Ring. All right, we are out.